This episode of HR Rescue is sponsored by MBI Worldwide. MBI Worldwide provides compliant employment screening and safe hiring management solutions. Excellent customer service, integrity, accuracy, integration with existing HR software platforms, secure online account access, and a wide range of products and competitive pricing define why MBI Worldwide believes that good screening is smart business. Each day we get hundreds of questions from our clients and other small and mid-sized business owners about some of the most common HR issues. We figured if they have those questions, you might too. Let's provide a lifeline and share our answers to some of the most common scenarios. This is HR Rescue with your host, Jenny Stone. Telecommuting programs have numerous advantages for both employees and employers. They combat absenteeism, boost productivity and morale, and increase employee retention. Here are some steps for managing telecommuters. Step one, develop and implement a written policy. Employers should develop and implement a written policy governing telecommuting. They should include a specific section in the employee policy manual detailing what is expected or allowed with regard to telecommuting. The employee policy manual should include a detailed policy stating what equipment will be provided to telecommuting employees by the employer. Employers should decide who pays for the business expenses of telecommuting workers, such as mileage driven in the course of a workday, telephone expenses, supplies, and shipping costs. Purchase of office furniture, computers, modems, and similar resources is another major concern, as well as their regular upkeep and maintenance. Some employers elect to provide and pay the expenses of equipment required at telecommuting work sites. Expenses may include online services if needed to perform work. However, employees are not required to provide the latest or most advanced versions of specialized hardware or software. These details must be explicitly stated in the telecommuting agreement. The policy should also state which positions allow telecommuting. It should also explain any requirements regarding time that must be spent in the office. Step two, ascertain which positions are eligible for telecommuting. Telecommuting can be a viable option for a variety of positions and circumstances. If an employee with a qualified disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act argues that telecommuting is a reasonable accommodation, the employer may have to permit the employee to work from home. Under the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, Employers may have to permit an employee to work from home and telecommute as a reasonable accommodation. Specifically, an employer should reasonably accommodate an otherwise qualified individual under the ADA if the accommodation does not result in undue hardship for the employer. Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration requires employers to exercise reasonable diligence to determine any hazards that could be associated with employees working in home-based work sites. Employers should then provide the necessary training. Employers that must maintain records of injuries and illnesses must do so for home-based employees as well as those on the work site. Family and Medical Leave Act, FMLA. Under the FMLA, eligible employees are entitled to up to 12 weeks of unpaid job-protected leave in any 12-month period to care for their own or a family member's serious health condition or for the birth or placement of a child. 
If an employee chooses to take all 12 weeks of leave unpaid, the employer must allow it according to the law. However, the employer may choose to offer employees on FMLA the option of telecommuting and receiving a partial wage reimbursement if it is practical to do so given the employee's job duties. If the employer offers this, it should be detailed in the employee policy manual. Telecommuting makes it possible for employees to continue to work and receive income, even if only on a part-time basis, while caring for a family member with a serious health condition or caring for a new child in the home. There are numerous ways to combine unpaid FMLA leave with paid part-time telecommuting for temporary periods of time in compliance with FMLA. Employers should decide on a uniform policy for telecommuting while on FMLA leave and include that policy in the employee policy manual. Step three, understand and communicate potential tax consequences to employees. Generally, a state can tax the income that a non-resident telecommuter earns in that state. All income earned by a resident telecommuter is taxable in his or her state of residence. Most states look to an individual's physical location in determining whether income is earned in that state. However, some states may apply different tests in defining non-resident telecommuter taxation. Employers should make it clear to their telecommuting employees that it is their responsibility to ensure proper income tax filing on their own behalf. Encourage telecommuting employees to consult an accountant regarding tax issues. Step four, communicate the policy to employees. Employers should distribute the policy to all employees through email notification and include the policy in all employee handbooks. Employers may also want to consider having the policy on the employer intranet so that all employees with computer access may view it at all times. Step five, obtain employee acknowledgement. It is best practice for employers to require that employees sign a statement acknowledging that they received, read, and understood the policy and designating an employer representative to answer any questions. All telecommuting employees should review the policy with the employer and also be required to sign a telecommuting agreement. This agreement should be kept on record and reflect the employer's detailed telecommuting policy as well as the employee's acknowledgement. Step six, conduct training on the policy. Employers should conduct training to make all employees aware of the policy and its contents. Employers should incorporate this training into their pre-existing training programs such as new employee orientation and workplace training. During training, key aspects of the policy should be reinforced, including the availability of telecommuting to certain employees and the parameters that must be met. Step seven, monitor telecommuting employees overtime. An additional concern for employers with telecommuters is potential wage and hour issues that arise from workers in a remote location who are not under the direct supervision of a supervisor. Employers can avoid this by limiting telecommuting to exempt employees. However, hourly workers may also perform tasks that fit into a telecommuting program. If non-exempt workers are telecommuters, employers should take steps to clearly define workdays so that wage and hour problems do not emerge. This includes establishing a beginning and an end to the workday and requiring workers to keep records of when they started and finished their day on the clock. Workers may be provided breaks during the workday. Pay policies and record keeping are important. Step eight, enforce the policy uniformly. 
Once an employer has telecommuting policy in place, it must be applied fairly and consistently. If it is not, the employer may be exposed to potential claims that an employee was not allowed to telecommute because of the employee's race, sex, religion, or other protected characteristic. That does not mean the policy must be applied in the same fashion for all employees. It is acceptable to have a separate written agreement that contains different terms for different telecommuters. However, those different terms should be based on the objective factors, such as the nature of the work performed. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the HR Rescue Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review. The HR Rescue Podcast is made possible by HR Shield, the firm consulting group of Tampa, and your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! This podcast was recorded in Tampa, Florida and Greenville, South Carolina, and was produced by Lonnie West at LRW Media Studios. Find us in your favorite podcast app or online at hr-rescue.com.